Okay, so here we are, first edition of the Live with the Leader podcast, uh, and we are with Brenda Mayette. Hello, Brenda. Hi. So, Brenda, you and I did a Live with the Leader podcast probably about three years into your real estate career, and uh, it was a great podcast. We still play it today. A lot of agents still refer to it. Uh, and it was something that uh, was a great idea back then of doing podcasts and doing these type of things. But there was a lot of work to actually take it down and download and put on the, uh, on the websites and all that other stuff. So we ended up uh, not continuing too much. We did a few episodes with some people and got away from it. But uh, over the years now, we know that podcasts work really well. And uh, I, I really um, wanted the opportunity to have you be our first guest uh, for this new podcast that we're launching. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me return. I'm glad technology has caught up with your vision. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, we have, um, you know, there's a lot of questions that are out there and, and um, you know, with podcasting, you know, trying to find out who people are and where they are. And you've just done so much with real estate. And I really wanted to start off this podcast about you just sharing a little bit about your background as to where you came from and, you know, how you even got into the real estate business. So I... Professionally, I actually started off in the healthcare industry. I have a bachelor's of science degree in nutrition um, from good old Russell Sage College in Troy. And my first professional role was that of a clinical dietitian at Ellis Hospital. Um, fast forward, I moved to Bellevue Women's Hospital where I became the director of nutrition services and um, purchasing and receiving. When um, Ellis and Bellevue merged, I lost my position. I then went to work for the American Heart Association as their director of medical education. And when the first quarter of 09 hit, I lost my position. So from October of 07, first layoff, um, March 09, the second layoff. Um, so I had always had real estate in the back of my mind as being something I would like to try someday. Doesn't everybody? Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> first thing they go to. Yeah. Exactly. It's easy, right? Yep. <laughs> so when I was not finding a position that allowed me to at least stay the same or move forward from a position perspective, um, I, I, I had an aha moment one day and I'm like, you know what? Um, it's time to take matters into my own hands and um, drive my own success. And I pursued my real estate license. Well, you've done a great job with it. And I know early on, um, you had some struggles when you first started. I actually even questioned yourself whether or not real estate was the right profession for you. Maybe you can go back to those days. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's keep in mind that I started when we were in a recession, right? True, that's so it. July of 09, you know, people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, do you watch the news girl, read a newspaper? <laughs> you know, where's your thought process here? And I will tell you, um, and you've heard the story before, that when I told my father I wanted to do this, he had to leave the room. He was upset and, right. and not in a good way. He's now uh, one of my biggest fans. So so that's pretty cool. Um, but it was just something that, that I felt like I could be good at. And I think one of the main drivers of that was the experiences that I had with other agents early on in our home pursuing experiences. Mm -hmm. yep. um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's true. I, I hear a lot of people start that way. Uh, a lot of people I've, I, I've done business with and actually sold them homes have come to me and actually became agents. And it was based on their experience. It's either a good experience or a bad experience, or you get into that, you start to think, 
um, geez, this is all you have to do, right? It's easy, like you mentioned before, easy. but but you do have a if you have a good experience and you build a great relationship with the agent, you're like, geez, you know, this is a nice career. Like, I'd love to be able to do this, right? Um, but then you have a lot of people that watch uh, TV, right? You're watching HGTV and Million Dollar Listing and all the other stuff. And uh, I don't know, is it like that? No way. <laughs> no, no way. And, and, you know, one of the early struggles that, that you know, you initially asked me about was I was in that cor corporate world, if you were, right. if you will. So I was used to getting a paycheck every two weeks and I was used to somebody else taking the taxes out for me. And I was used to coming in and, you know, do, doing my thing and you know, running things. But if I had an off day, it was okay. And um, we know we're running our own business here. And I think that was one of my early struggles was recognizing that the power lies here and executing all of those things to make it happen and, and to keep, um, keep the momentum going because that steady Eddie paycheck is not a thing in real estate until you make it a thing, right? right. Until you make it a thing. You're right. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's definitely scary. And I say, you know, a lot of times when agents get into the business, I said, this is not something you just show up to and all of a sudden you're successful. You just get your real estate license and next thing you know, your phone's ringing off the hook. Uh, right. You have to definitely build that up. So, um, you know, this podcast is going to be going out to experienced agents, going to be going out to agents that have been in the business, you know, 20, 30 years, maybe even more. Uh, but it's also going to be reaching out to some newer agents just coming into the business that may be struggling uh, on a day-to-day -day basis on getting through what they need to get through to, to be successful. And that first six months and going into that year, I know is so critical, but what advice would you give, let's just say a new agent coming into the business today, what are some different things that you would advise them to do to get their business going? Find a broker who is committed to training, right? Yeah. Get a mentor within that realm. Um, so that you can have that one-on-one -on -one hand holding, which is so imperative to, to knowledge and success in the beginning. Have realistic expectations. If you're going into this because you're an HGTV fan, not to totally bust on that channel, but um, that, that's not the reason to do it. Have coffee with a, a few different agents and learn what the real life of an agent is like. Um, make sure your family has realistic expectations. I remember my husband sitting across from me being like, really, this is what we're doing. I see a lot of money going out, not seeing any money coming in. Um, so really doing your due diligence, just like we encourage our clients to during the course of a home purchase, um, do your own due diligence to make sure that there are attributes within this, this career that will fit with you and you can work with until your business does get more established. Uh, that's a great point. Uh, definitely great advice about actually, you know, success leaves clues. So who you hang around with and who you talk to and who you look for mentorship. Um, I know that in, in the brokerage world that we're in, I know the three things that we really focus on what agents want. They want leads, they want support. And number three, they want training, right? If you don't have training, everyone says they have training until you get there. Then you figure out, okay, reading a manual is not going to give me any training. I need that, that firsthand experience. I need that accountability, uh, type meetings that we, that we run in our course and, and also have that training that is structured not only on doing paperwork and running through all the things that you have to do on a checklist to, to do a listing, but all the other things that come through it with financial and how to get the best return on investment on marketing and, and all the other things that they don't tell you about in real estate school, right? Oh, absolutely. So if you had to, I don't know, pinpoint a, an early, early on struggle that you had, say in your first year, what would you say that that one thing 
that you really struggled with that uh, if knowing now what you, what, you know, if you knew what you know now versus what you knew then, would it made it easier for you coming into the real estate business? My initial response to that is I wish I relaxed a little bit, but at the same time, I know that the fact that I was not relaxed is what continued to drive me. So, (laughs) So there's a blessing and a curse there. I think I was constantly looking for that manual, that how to, that policy and procedure book. You know, my, my science brain wanted the black and white. Okay, look, look this up. Here's how you do this. And we know that no matter how long we're in this business, we come across situations that we continuously learn from and take little nuggets away to add to our toolbox for the next transaction and the next right. time we're, we're faced with that challenge. Um, so I guess relax a little bit, but, but no. <laughs> I could, you know, it's funny. I could, I, I remember when you first started that first six months and I always use that story. We were doing Brian Buffini training and, you know, we talked about making sure that you stay consistent on the activities that you do. Right. So personal notes, making phone calls, uh, adding people to your database, all the basic things that we all know about. Um, but, uh, and you were doing all those things and you were doing open house. I mean, you're doing everything that you can get your hands on. And it was probably about three months in where you came to me like, Willie, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Maybe this is not the right business for me. Maybe I should be looking at something different. And I think, um, you know, uh, your husband even was kind of poking you around and saying, is this really what we're going to be faced with? Right. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) but then what started happening is that, um, what you did and the work that you did, and we always say that, right. We can't control the results that you get but you can control the activities and those activities, as long as you were consistent, as long as you were doing them, were eventually going to pay off. And uh, when did you really see that? Okay, I got this. This is starting to work. Uh, when, when would you say that turnaround was for you? Let's see. I got my license in July, just to give everybody a context of what I did go through. I got my license in July. I had my first closing in December and I had my next closing in March. <laughs> I think my first year I had 13 closings. Um, And then all of a sudden it, it, I can't say there was a moment or a month or a day, but all of a sudden I, I felt the momentum. I felt the results of everything I had done before coming into this and keep in mind that coming from the the professional world that I did, when your boss says to do something, you do it. So when you said do 20 Popeyes, I did 20 Popeyes. Like those were all non-negotiables to me. So that was just the mindset I was in. This is what you do. And when I heard other people weren't doing it, I'm like, you're going to get in trouble. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it really took me a good three years, as ridiculous as that sounds. It took me to process things and really figure out, hey, you're running your own business here. You're the master of your own domain. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, your success lies in the mirror when you take the tools and the mentor's input and everything else available to us to incorporate that and make it happen. You know, that's a great point. I always tell agents coming into the business, this is not something that you're just all of a sudden going to be making all kinds of money in, in three to six months. It really is a three-year program, right? It really does take you about three years. If you do the right things in those three-year period, you're going to build your database. You're going to build that following. You're going to build that those relationships up where, you know, people are watching you, right? In the first three, six months, your friends, your family, like, you know, is Brenda really going to do this? Or, you know, she's kind of new. I don't know if I want to list my, you know, two, $300,000 house with her. 
Um, maybe we'll just see how Brenda does before, you know, reaching out to her. And I had uh, a neighbor use those exact words. Did she really? I've been watching you. I'm like, and that has stuck with me because she was one of my early um, listings. Mm-hmm. But that has stuck with me. People are watching. They may not be engaging, but Absolutely. a lot of people are watching. Absolutely. All right. So, you know, we talk about, um, uh, different struggles and different things like that. But one of the things that, uh, I know that, uh, somehow some way and don't really know the background story. I think you might've said it once or twice to me, but you got this name of agent Brenda and it's catchy, right? Every time I reach out to you, I pick up the phone. I think it even comes up on my phone now, agent Brenda. Um, how did you get agent Brenda? I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's a great, uh, thing that you did to brand yourself that way, but maybe you can give us a little background on how you came up with that. I wish it was a more exciting story, but we were, (laughs) (laughs) we were looking for an email address so that my business emails were not coming into the household account. And, um, my husband was helping me set it up and I just kept throwing things out there. Nope. It's taken. Nope. It's taken. I said, how about agent Brenda? And it wasn't taken. Um, so it all started with my email address. Um, and then, here we are. I have little kids running up to me. Hey, it's Agent Brenda. Um, and I know in, in company meetings, I'm Agent Brenda. Yeah. Um, it, it works. I like it. Uh, I think it's great. Um, so, you know, we talked about activities. We talked about coming on early. And, and, and the same goes for experienced agents. I mean, they all know what to do. It's just that we get away from it as an experienced agent. Um, you know, going back to when you were a new agent uh, and we look back then, not a lot has changed. I mean, still the same act type of ta- activities, right? Reaching out to your clients, sending them personal notes, making them calls, giving them great service. I mean, there's not a new shiny object that's out there. So I guess from what have you learned now going into more of an experience agent? Because now, I mean, you got over 10 years now under your belt. Um, you've been in the top five uh, for Miranda Real Estate Group year after year. Uh, you've been the number one real estate agent in all of a uh, uh, for Scotia Glenville uh, school districts. Um, and you've actually done very well with that over the last three years. You've been in the, in the top, um, top agent category, category for that. So from, from an experienced agent or anyone that's listening to it that have a few years under their belt or they feel like, geez, all this technology that's out there and social media and uh, I can't do any of that. I can't do videos. I can't do social media. These agents are starting what I call be, to, to become more of the secret agent. And I know that you took a different approach with that Maybe you could share a little bit about what you've done uh, that you can share with experience agents as to what has shifted you even a little bit higher over the last four or five years. Keeping in mind that my background is healthcare, my motivation for getting into healthcare was that I wanted to work with people. Um, And I know that sounds so cliche, Mm -hmm. but in general, I like people. So I think one of the things that has always been a consistency with me are those relationships. There are tons of shiny objects that can take our time, our attention, and our money. And I don't think I have um, gotten sucked into those as easily as as some agents allow themselves to. I've always kept my focus on, on, on working with those relationships that I already have. So I think my work within the social media realm was just an extension of my need to socialize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. My husband says I wake up in the morning looking for somebody to talk to. Um, so <laughs> social media became a great platform to not be a secret agent. And consistency was imperative to the success of that too. And that's what I constantly tell agents 
when I'm having one-on-ones with them about their business, just be consistent and don't be discouraged by the lack of engagement because it goes back to what we said prior. People are watching. They're just not clicking a like or adding a comment, but they are watching. Be sure of that. So what would you recommend for an agent that wants to get going? Like a lot of them know now that they need to be doing social media. Um, they, they know they want to do videos. They know the engagement's going to be a lot better. They know it's going to help their business. But what would be like a first, second, third step you would recommend for them? Honestly, just do it. Stop overthinking it. And, and I know that everybody says that. And maybe if I add to that mantra too, somebody will listen and follow through with it. But you are so much more critical of yourself than others are. And you, you know, I mean, I sat there in that meeting one day ripping myself apart with, you know, the video that I saw of myself, but nobody else saw that stuff. So just, just do it and take a very simple topic and just, just do it. I think yep. the first one, wasn't in front of a fireplace or something like that. I remember. Oh yeah. That. That was, you know, I remember you said, it to me, what do you think about what? this? And I'm like, post it, just do it. Just do it. And guess what happened? I got a listing in my neighborhood from it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. That's yep, great. Exactly. And usually I'm in kind of a punchy kind of mood. Something's happened during my day that, that I'm comically responding to. And that usually is the inspiration behind when I turn the video on and just go for it. And they're usually well responded to. And the other thing with social media is just be yourself. You know, that let your personality shine through because people want to do business, of course, with people they know, they like, and they trust, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let your personality shine through. I could get up there with charts and graphs and data and all of this stuff. The more I do that, the less engagement I see on my social media sites. The more I'm just Agent Brenda telling a story about life as Agent Brenda and my clients um, realizing their success, the more engagement I get. Well, that's great. I, I, you know, you mentioned before about coming from the corporate background and how, you know, you go in at nine o'clock, you take a break, you take a lunch, you know, you leave at five o'clock, you get a paycheck every two weeks. Well, that doesn't happen in the real estate business. Um, but the one thing that I, I feel that that was a, a really good foundation for you is that you applied what you learned in that corporate structure from a time management standpoint and apply that to your business here. And there's so many agents that I, I, I see that they come into real estate because they want to have that, uh, that flexibility, right? Not have to report to a boss and be able to be flexible on their time, but it's the flexibility that actually takes them out of the business because they don't know how to structure that, right? If they don't have any appointments going on, well, they stay in their pajamas until 11 o'clock in the morning, and that's not what's going to make you successful in real estate. So I, I thought maybe you could share maybe a typical day in, in, in the life of what you do on a typical day. If it was that perfect week or that perfect day, let's just say, stick to the day, as to what you actually do in your day to be uh, as productive as possible. Okay. I am a list maker, whether it's at work or it's outside of work, I am a list maker. So the night before I have my clipboard that has um, the to-do list that I've established that also includes people that need to get personal notes from me, telephone calls I need to make and other things to, to um, tend to my family's needs too, but it's all on that one piece of paper. So when I get up in the morning, my day is already planned. Um, my morning routine is, is pretty set in stone. I check Facebook, 
Facebook, see what's happened in people's worlds, wish them happy birthdays. Um, there are a couple of lead generation sites that I'll visit for a little bit. I have my coffee, have my orange juice, and I'm up at my desk, usually between 7 and 7.30. Um, I tend to shut things down, I'm going to say by 7 o'clock at night. Um, usually prior to that, but between like five and seven, that's when I may be keeping an eye on emails and text messages and stuff. But after 7 p.m., I'm not looking at emails. They'll, they'll be there in the next morning. And very rarely will I be texting with a client um, after that time. On the weekends, we all know that there are certain seasons where, you know, you have to what, what's the saying? Make hay when the sun shines. Right. Um, I do tend to, if I work Saturday, I won't work Sunday or, or vice versa. Um, to put it in the context of, of my family, I have um, two daughters. I went into this business when one was in second grade and one is in seventh grade. And I have a husband who also has a full-time career. Um, my daughters have always been athletes through high school and college. And yes, I've had the flexibility um, to be there. Like my eldest said, she goes, there's no way you would have been at all of my games like you were if you weren't in real estate. Now, that often meant I was on the phone for the three hours out to that game right. and the three hours back. And at high school um, softball banquets, there was always a picture of me leaning against the tree on the phone. <laughs> um, that's the, but, but that's what we do for that flexibility right <laughs> right it's true in there yep yeah. yep exactly yeah it, it is true i mean it, you know the like you said the flexibility of it if you could structure it and you can have a great balance but you know even myself i always give stories about being there at you know even when my daughter was in kindergarten and having those little halloween parties and uh or those parades that they, they you'd only see them for like three seconds walking by but the <laughs> fact that you made eye contact you know with, with, with your child meant a lot to them and is priceless. And uh, I wouldn't have been able to do that either, not being in this business, but you balance it out. And I think, um, you know, we put certain stops. I mean, there's certain things that, you know, no phone at the, uh, the dinner table. And, you know, you want to make sure that when you come home, you're home type of thing. But I think our family does realize that when they need us and they want us there, we're going to be there for them uh, no matter what. Exactly. And I would rather be home and be there than not be there at all working somewhere 10, 12 hours a day. So uh, real estate does have, I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I think during the course of the past two years, I've allowed myself to set more boundaries in terms of letting work in because I can, it, it does take a, a toll on our families. And when we get into this business, we do have to realize that our families are getting into this business too. So if we're traveling somewhere, I do try to limit the calls because that could be very annoying hearing me on yes. real estate calls while we're supposed to be going to a family event. Um, my eldest has become a great assistant in the car. She knows what emojis to use. She, she knows the tone uh, that, that I always intend to send out. So she's been an awesome assistant um, and she doesn't get car sick looking down, uh, managing my emails and text responses. So, <laughs> so that's been awesome too. That's great. So let's talk about uh, leads because we're really in a lead generation business, right? We do a ton of marketing. You do great marketing that you do out there. Um, but agents coming into the business, sometimes where they lose it um, is that they don't really know how to generate leads, right? We talked about that. That was a big three things that agents needed. They needed leads. They needed support and training. What would you say 
you know, I always talk about lead pillars. You got to have different lead f- pillars coming into your pipeline. What would be your top three lead pillars starting from the best being number one and moving forward? The best are referrals. That's awesome. And those are the most fun too, because you know, where it's already a warm, a warm relationship. Mm-hmm. So referrals and then repeat business, um, right. which customers. is pretty cool. Yeah. But I've been in this business long enough now that people are coming back to me to buy new homes. So that's kind of interesting to me. I didn't think I'd be here this long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they like me. They're um, coming back. <laughs> and what's the third? Sign call, probably sign calls, sign calls and, and the things that are coming out of my, um, I'm going to call it cold marketing, but like EDDM mailers and um, any magazines that, that I have ads and article space in, um, my billboards going up next week, um, those those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Yep. So sign calls, repeat biz and, and COI. And that's great. Like you said, you get those leads, they come in, uh, you do a great job with them, but with that. There are a lot of agents that have gotten leads from open houses. They got leads from the internet uh, and they're not as successful. And I think the the big key here is that lead conversion is lacking and you do a great job of lead conversion. Uh, just maybe go over a couple different things on what you do on lead follow-up. The two biggest things I pride myself on are education and communication. Real estate is so familiar. I mean, everybody, everybody knows how to be an agent, right? Yep. Again, back to busting on HGTV. Um, But few people really, when you sit down and talk to them, few people truly understand how it all works. So that education piece and then the follow-up in terms of communication. Um, Doing what you say you're going to do. If you're at a meeting with somebody and you say, you know, you'll hear from me by Friday with that data, make sure that you do it. Sending the personal notes, making the phone calls, checking in with them on social media. In the beginning, just developing that relationship. And then I guess I hate to say dancing the dance, but but you are. You're getting to know each other and how much follow-up they need from you. What type of follow-up do they need from you? And making sure that you do it. We have to stay top of mind so that we're not a secret agent. We're often thinking about them a heck of a lot more than they're thinking about us. So it's our job to stay top of mind. And we need to do that in a number of different, different avenues. Uh, you do a great job with that. And I know you're always following up and you actually write it down, right? You actually, when someone says something or you're going to do something, you, you have a system, you have a checklist, you write it down. So many agents, I say, yeah, I'll get back to that. Yeah, sure. No problem. And then they just forget. And I know as, as we get older too, I'm noticing like, I got to write things down or I'm going to forget it. And uh, I already have, you know, the first thing in the morning usually leads to something you have to follow up on. So I pull out tomorrow's to do sheet and I put it on there because I don't want to rely on this brain. write it down. It'll get done. All right. Um, now in this relationship business that we're in also, not only is it relationships with our clients and our customers, obviously doing a great job for them. And once we do a great job for them, um, they, they refer us business. And I know that, uh, a ton of your, if not almost all of your business is repeat and referral business. And, and, uh, that's great. And that means that you're doing a great job. But the other thing I noticed about you, uh, Brenda, is that over the years, any agent that I talk to, whether it's in our company or outside of our company, uh, they always say, you know, oh, Agent Brenda, even I hear that from other outside uh, uh, agents, which is which is funny to hear. But uh, what a great 
experience they had working with you on the other side of a transaction. Uh, what a great person you are and, and how, you know, you've helped them through different things. Explain how important it is to have a great relationship with your competitors and also with the agents that you work with. Real estate is business with a lot of emotions and those emotions are not only being experienced by our clients, but within all of the professional relationships that, that have um, come together for that one transaction also. So I think again, education and communication. So we might be dealing with a brand new agent who has never dealt with an inspection issue before, or we might be dealing with a really seasoned agent who doesn't understand maybe the, the, some of the technology involved or has been in the business for so long, they, they kind of forgot um, what, what we're all working toward. Um, so I think that's important is to keep in mind what we all are working toward. And I will say to my clients at the beginning, um, the stress level of your transaction will be dependent upon who we get together in the sandbox. And it is my job to help manage those emotions within, within all of us. And that means being cognizant of when to pick up the phone and talk to another agent because we know sometimes email and text cannot serve us well when uh, somebody might hear a tone that wasn't intended that, you know, when we send a message. Um, so just be nice, <laughs> just, be, just nice. be nice to be the professional that we're supposed to be. And, you know, it's all about the same, do, do the right thing for the right reasons and make everybody's goal a reality. Uh, that's great advice. You're right. Just be nice. I mean, there's no reason to get into a, you know, a fighting match on text or uh, through email because the, the tone is not there, right? You don't really see the tonality of that. And there's been a lot of times that I've seen that where something's come back a little short or maybe a little bit sounded rude in a text, but then when you call them, it wasn't really that way at all. And uh, I think that uh, text and technology and all that's great, but sometimes you got to pick up the phone and get some of these deals done and you do a great job uh, with those relationships. Um, so looking at, I mean, it's been just over 10 years now that you've been doing this. Um, you've done a great job. Uh, and like I said, uh, with the number of clients and the number, of, it just seems like each and every year, uh, keeps, uh, keeps growing for you. What's the next 10 years look like for you? Ah, oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to be in real estate, so I'm here to stay. What does it look like? like is something that I feel right now, like there's all these pieces going around in my head and someday they're going to come together. I don't really, honestly, really, I don't know what I want it to look like yet. So for now, I feel like I have the past three years, I found I have a great balance. I'm really happy with my production. I'm really happy with the way I'm able to handle it. Um, but I am wired as such that if it's not broken, let's do it better. So I am always looking for that next step. Um, but I don't want to compromise my time, my balance or my mental state for that. So I don't have a solid answer to that. No, I, I think you just hit it right in the head. That balance is so important. And you know, we talked about even our theme for this year is work-life balance and, uh, in real estate, we can have a very successful business and a very successful personal life if you plan properly, if you set up the right processes in place, uh, have the right tools and resources. Uh, so that's something I know that you've done very well. And now you're at a point where 
it's it's fun, right? It's fun from a standpoint where you can, you know, um, not get laid off. That's that's a good thing, right? Not being let go from a job. Um, Absolutely. Being able to um, really, there's no sky to what you. There's no limit to what you can make, right? Um, what's the what's the uh, the analogy I'm trying to use there? Just the sky's the limit, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's where I was going with that. Uh, yeah. But you know, but there's no floor either in this business, right? So that's one of the things that a lot of agents coming into this business need to need to understand that you can be as the best you can be in this business and do really well, probably a lot better than you can working a nine to five job somewhere. But you gotta put the time in. You gotta, like I say, you gotta do your push-ups, uh, or it's not going to be successful. So, uh, anything- and I think the other piece to that, Willie, is is to be careful of how much you compare yourself to others. Compare yourself only as much as it provides you positive fuel for motivation. But what is somebody's like? I can handle fifty transactions a year on my own. You know, I have the awesome support of our admin staff, but I don't have my own assistant. I can handle it, though. There are other people who no way could they handle that. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I I still feel like I have great work-life balance with that. Other people can do more and other people need to do less. So I guess stay true to yourself within all of this, too, as you reflect on, you know, where where you want your business to end up. Um, Take it from there. That's a great point. And I was going to say in closing, I mean, that would be a great, uh, great tip for anyone, new agent or an experienced agent into the business. So thank you for that. Uh, anything else we miss? Anything else that uh, uh, is unique that you want to say to newer agents or an experienced agent getting into this business at all? You know, this business is tough in that there's no instant gratification, right? But especially in the beginning, but as we continue to work it and work it and work it, every single day you get to a point where you are blessed with those nuggets of, hey, I must be doing something right because I got this text, I got this phone call, I got this engagement on social media. Um, humans give us great gifts. So I am completely and totally committed to having that relationship built business. Um, it's those relationships that is have led to my success. And I'm grateful for an awesome company like Miranda Real Estate Group to back that success for me and um, gave me an awesome foundation to, to only grow from. So thank you and thank to the you. team. Yes. Well, thank you for doing such a great job. Thank you for sharing your time uh, doing this podcast for me. And if someone was looking to buy or sell a home, doesn't matter, right? In the capital district or even globally, because we, we are a global, we do have global affiliations throughout the world. Uh, how, what are, what are some ways that they can reach out to you directly? Um, my direct number is 518-527-0800. And my email is agentbrenda22 at gmail. All right. Well, great. Thank you so much again, Brenda. And thank you for everyone for listening to this podcast. Any questions you have, please go down below, scroll down, leave us a comment, uh, reach out to Brenda directly. She's always available. She gave you her contact information. And uh, Brenda, thank you so much. This was great stuff. And I know it's going to help other agents out there uh, that we that we deal with on a daily basis. And it's going to help them uh, improve their business and also help them in their career. So thank you so much. Thank you, Willie. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye.